join with me, brothers and sisters, in extending a warm Washington, D.C. vibration. Tone. From uptown, downtown, in town, out of town, we got it going on. Understand me out here, B. Nobody playing games on these streets, man. Y'all niggas better hold it down out here, all right? Competitions was lit. The um, 
the skills competition. Jason Tatum made the half court shot. That shit was dope. The uh, three point competition. Some white dude named John Jeremy. I don't know what that dude name was, but yo, this dude came out of nowhere. Shout out to, I think it's Joe Harris. I ain't going to diss you because you definitely was dropping buckets, but who the fuck are you? Like, we let a whole white dude from nowhere just win the three-point championship just in the middle of Black History Month. Again, slacking, slacking, slacking. We have got to do better. But shout out to Joe, though, because Joe was definitely dropping buckets. And then the dunk contest. And my man, um, Diallo, Hamadou Diallo, R.I.P. to Amadou Diallo. But that dude was Hamadou Diallo. I hope that name was like an homage to him. But it definitely made me think of that brother. But anyway, man, shout out to him for going crazy in the dunk contest. Jump over Shaq. Elbow in the rim. Yes. 50, 50, my guy. Let him walk away with the trophy. The joint was over after that. I was real mad at the dude who uh, fucking dressed up like a Tuskegee Airman and then broke the goddamn plane. Like, oh, come on, bruh. That, that shit disturbed me. Like, please, don't do stuff like that anymore, yo. This just only confirms why Red Tails was a trash-ass movie. I like, for real. And Red Tails was a trash-ass movie. I Like, I love the Tuskegee Airman. I got big love for Benjamin O. Davis and all the Tuskegee Airmen. But... Let's not be fucking ridiculous, all right? So, that happened. All-Star Game weekend. I mean, All-Star Game was cool. You know, I think the score was like 500 to 498, something like that. So, yeah, they went hard. You know what I'm saying? It was dope. Um, what else? Oh, yeah, this weekend, man, yeah, I was volunteering. Now, that was dope, too. I got to volunteer at this event for the D.C. Public Library, uh, Books to Birth. Like, it was... There's a, a program in D.C. where every D.C.-born child is entitled to a book every month from birth until they're about five. And the D.C. Public Library provides this. And, like, you know, it's a great program. And there's some kids who went to this particular uh, celebration, and they had graduated from this program. Like, they only been doing it for three years. So these kids were, like, the first graduates. And this was, like, one of the first events. And it was dope. It was beautiful. Martha's Table in Southeast, like, overlooking the hills. So I always say South Side the best side because they got the views. Like, if you on the South Side of the city, like, Uptown might have all the fancy stuff. But, like, South Side is, like, where the views at, where the hills are, where the space is, where you can actually appreciate D.C. from a whole different level. But, yeah, you this joint was beautiful. It was up on a little hilltop in Southeast. You could see the whole city from it. You know, the Washington Nationals was out there. I signed my uh, son up for Nationals Youth League. I suggest you do the same. It's definitely focused on kids in War 7 and War 8, too. So that's a dope aspect of it that, you know, might really help get some people behind it, man. Some kids get to play baseball with the Nationals, with uh, on their facility, in their, with, you know, their practice gear and so on and so forth. It's definitely a dope opportunity for kids to learn the sport of baseball, which I grew up loving. I definitely was a, ba a baseball kid, more than a basketball kid or a football kid. I definitely love baseball, collected baseball cards, all of that shit. So it's kind of tight. I'm kind of pressuring my son into that shit. Yes, living vicariously through you, son. You gonna be a shortstop, whether you like it or not. <laughs> nah. <laughs> but nah, he's down though, yo. I'm actually excited that he's down, and I'm 
I'm excited, and he's excited. So it's like, yeah, let's get it. So anyway, that was dope, man. Shout out to Born in the Morning. She was, um, her Instagram, that's her Instagram. I think Asia, don't, I hope I got that right. But she was dope. She was organized the whole thing, put the whole joint together. Kids, books, Ward 8 Reads, Black Child Development Center, all of those people, man, put on for the city at this particular thing. And I got to volunteer and take my son to volunteer with me. That was dope, you know what I'm saying? And I used chipping. Big shout-outs to Broccoli City, my man Daryl Perkins, that whole mob, because they uh, have a lot to do with that app. You can actually earn tickets to Broccoli City by using the chip-in app to find opportunities to volunteer and donate your time. So get into that. That's definitely something you might want to check into. But, uh, yeah, man, that, so that's the positive shit I got for you for the moment. I feel good about that. I feel great about that, as a matter of fact. That means that gives me a little space to jump into this bullshit. Yo, what the fuck is going on with this Black History Month, man? Like, it's just been disrespectful from the beginning to the end. It's just, I, I don't know, man. We trying to close this thing out with a bang, like I said, yo. We got our Black History Month event, or should I say our Black History Year event coming up at Big Chief, the power of the black dollar, because that's what we about, yo. We can't be just about that in February. We got to do it all year. You know what I'm saying? I done switched to a black bank. I mean, it's real. I'm out here walking that walk, yo. I try to patronize as many black businesses as I possibly can in, a, in the course of my day. You know, I'm not doing that uh, Killer Mike trigger warning shit, but shout out to him. It's a cool show. But that shit is just like kind of a caricature of what you really need to do. Now, we can't buy everything we need from black people. We're very aware of that, unfortunately. But we can do, we can cop a lot of shit. And we can actually help build it up so that the people we like to patronize can get their inventory bigger and bigger and they can do bigger and better things. That's a whole nother conversation. That's a conversation we're going to have on Monday, February 25th at Big Chief in Northeast D.C., 2002 Fenwick Street, Northeast D.C. Come on out from 8 to midnight. We rocking. Me, my co-host, BBP Green, and a gang of the city's best businessmen, women, hustlers, all-around money getters, money managers, everything. People who understand how money works and what it does for you and what it needs to do for you in your life, especially as a minority, yo. This is what we on. This is what we about. We got to get this money. Like, and, and it's not in a corny way because, like, yo, everybody's not going to be a billionaire or a millionaire, but we can all support each other's economy. We can all help our neighborhoods and our businesses and our sons and daughters and brothers and sisters and homies and cousins and aunties, everybody should get money. If they know what they're doing, if they got a business that they're working with, they got a talent, a skill, they should be getting paid. We should be getting money for this. That's how I feel about everything. So when I come out, it's not like on some greedy shit. It's on some, yo, I'm valuable. I'm worth something. So let's all be worth something, man. Let's all get it together, yo. It's, and speaking of which, that brings me to my, my next subject. A thing I like to always say is, niggas know the price of everything, but they don't know the value of anything. You know the value of nothing. That's an Oscar Wilde quote, but I just paraphrased it to just, you know, make it understandable for certain motherfuckers. And at the end of the day, what I'm saying is this. Yo, everybody wants to run around here and, complain about these brands, like I'm boycotting this, I'm boycotting that. Yo, that's cool and all, because guess what? 
they have already made so much money on the markups from fucking with you that it's obscene. If you really want to know what's up, watch some documentaries, read some books about Luxottica and other brands that make eyeglasses and, and, and where luxury houses really manufacture their goods and how much it takes for them to manufacture their goods. You'll see that 90% of their budget is marketing. And it's marketing to you assholes. It's making sure the right rappers or the right designers or the right singers or the right celebrities are seen wearing this shit so that they can go out here and charge you exorbitant amounts of money for it so they can take that money and then put it back into their personal flights of fancy, i.e. mansions, retail stores in Paris and Morocco and all types of craziness. Like These are the things that they spend your money on. You know what I'm saying? And you're sitting down here talking about we boycotting, dog. Why don't you just support your people? Like, in the same capacity. Like, yo, I mean, listen. Gucci, Burberry, Prada, Katy Perry, anybody else. Dog, they don't need your money. I promise you. Your boycott is not that important to them. Hermes, they don't need your money. Because at the end of the day, the marketing that they're doing is reaching such another level. And it's, and it's so wrapped up in some prestige and on some code that you don't even understand. It's not even really for you. And niggas hate it when they say stuff like that, but it's real. That shit ain't for you, bro. That's why they feel comfortable making shit like that. Because it wasn't for you anyway. Yeah, it's what it's supposed to know. We, you ever heard of Blackamore earrings? All right, if you ever, or Blackamore paintings, Blackamore art, if you ever heard of that, then you'll understand that this is a long-running inside joke or, or an inside thing like just like the people who collect you know uh sambos or mammies or you know all that darky memorabilia from the 30s and 40s and 50s even 60s even in america with just basic blackface you know people think this shit is like a, a niche thing no that's that's their thing like they like that you know what i'm saying they, they fuck with that <laughs> all across the board like if you go to um, Amsterdam, you know, Black Nick or whatever, around the holidays, Black Peach, should I say. You know what I'm saying? They love painting themselves black and imitating us. This is what they do, dog. The point is, it's not for you. They don't care about you because it's not for you. So why don't you go take that money, take that energy, take that style that you claim you got so much and put it into your own people, into your own shit. I, I rock with Virgil and all of that. But dog, you didn't have to design for Louis Vuitton to be legit, nigga. You could just be you. But I understand. Everybody need their little stamps of validity. I get it. But the black dollar is much more powerful because it's not about the actual dollar. It's about where we choose to spend it. You know what I'm saying? That's how we made those brands the shit. The fact that we wanted to spend our money with them made them even more the shit because they was already the shit without us. They didn't need us. But then we wanted to spend our money with them, and it was like, oh, man, we must be doing something right. Oh, man, let's see what we can rock. Let's see how we can do this, man. And it's it's really a, just a sick cycle of, you know, the system feeding on itself because everybody, everybody eats except for the bottom of the, of the system. Like, everybody eats except for the consumers. Like, all these designers, all of these fashion houses, even all the media. With all the outrage, people get to write think pieces and do stories and all of that shit. People get paid. 
But the people who getting, you know, exploited, it's just another punchline for them. And I feel bad for y'all, man. Like, so, yo, don't spend your fucking Black History Month being stupid, yo. Spend Black History Month trying to go out here and support some black businesses or some businesses of color or some people that rock with you, period. Just do, do yourself a favor as a black person and love yourself this Black History Month. How about that? That's that's what I, that's all I be asking, yo. Man, big shout-outs to my man Malik, too. This is some real shit. This is going on in the city. My man got Malik Eat, super popular brand, super dope brand. I mean, they run in the city. Which, what the fuck you want? It's like the madness back in the day. It's definitely a stamp D.C. thing. If you're from the city, even if you're from the area, because it's like, yo, that shit is big out in Siouxland, Crossland, you know, Kentland, uh, Oxen Hill, like all of that, man. And, hey, that's the area. So it's not like it's just a pigeonhole thing. It's, it appeals to a broad section of people. He has some really great designs. His EAT logo with the upside down EAT with the multicolored letters has become iconic. My man put together a, a varsity jacket, which I think is tough as fuck. But his price for this jacket is a G. Okay, cool. If you don't want to pay $1,000 for this man's jacket, the last thing you should be doing is telling this man that he shouldn't charge $1,000 for it. You should be like, damn, that's dope. I'm, he went and charged $1,000 for it. I can't pay it, but I'm definitely going to see if I can run it up on, on my brand or on my product. Because here's the deal. Someone's going to buy it, dog. It don't have to be you. He didn't make it for you if you, if you don't see the value in buying it. People price art where they price art because it's worth what they think that it's worth. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a this is a, a very negotiable, subjective process. It's not objective. There's no one price that a jacket should cost. You know what I'm saying? You don't believe that yourself because if you were making a jacket, you would want to make something that you were proud enough of to sell for $1,000. You know what I'm saying? I think it was a boss move. I think it was a power move. I seen some whole shit online where somebody was hating on him for like doing that. I was just like, man, this is this, this is what I'm talking about. This is that fuckery that we cannot allow for Black History Month, and I'm not supporting it, all right? So on the other things, like I said, man, come out on Monday, February 25th, and rock with us at Big Chief. We're talking that talk, man. We're going to have a whole bunch of people in there, a whole bunch of businessmen, a whole bunch of hustlers, a whole bunch of money getters, talking about how to get money and not hate. You know what I'm saying? Because I know myself personally, that's been my mantra for 2019, and I've been actually acting on it. It's just about setting your mind, being intentional about doing something, and doing the fuck out of it. So, with that being said, a lot of people are being, oh, before I even get into this, though, yo, getting money, it requires work. You need work? DC Fire Department is doing a mass hiring right now. Yo, that's a great job. Shout out to all my homies who work in the fire department, man. My man, uh, Tone, Pat Peasy, you know what I'm saying? My man, Big uh, Tito. Who else, man? Who else? Who else? Ty. Who else, man? Just shout everybody in the fire department who I rock with. You know what I'm saying? Adam, everybody in the fire department who's the homies who got that job. DCFD is doing a big hiring right now. And uh, Washington Sewer uh, or Washington Water and Sewer, whatever, DCPPW, WASA, whatever you want to call it, they are offering apprenticeships right now. So, listen, 
information you need, things you might want to get on top of. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely important because you can get some money from out of these organizations and build up, build your community, build your house, build your family, build your dream. Work, though. It all take work. So let's get to it. But yo, man, again, Black History Month, shambles, ridiculous. Man, this I've been really living off this uh, this T.I. and uh, Floyd situation because, yo, I'm not even really a big T.I. fan, but, man, you did something with that, that song, man. That was pretty good. It's a good fuck nigga song, man, because Floyd is an old, greedy-ass, suck-ass nigga when it comes to that. Like, look, I'm the one person in the whole barbershop just all the years of Floyd's reign of terror I'm always batting against Floyd, man. Fuck Floyd. I, I've been fuck Floyd forever, and I don't even... I do know why. I'll tell you why. Because I saw a video one day, and this nigga Floyd Mayweather had a million dollars in a fucking hockey bag, like a bag you carry hockey sticks in. And it's like 50s and 20s and 100s, and I'm like, nigga... What type of clown ass shit is this, man? Like, this is the dumbest shit I ever seen in my life. Because, and of course, he got two, three big niggas around him. But I'm just sitting here like, dog, do you know how many people will die for this? You know how you know how you can feed a whole community with this, like with this cash, cash money that would change lives. Like, oh, that'd change a whole neighborhood's life, like in real life. You put that in the right hands, that'll change a whole neighborhood and people's lives. But I digress. Floyd is clown, and that T.I. song is pretty damn good, yo. I enjoyed that, you know what I'm saying? So I've been off that kind of like all week, just kind of rocking with that whole situation, you know what I'm saying? Like, just enjoying at least some minor pushback against fuck niggaism because it's, it's been going on a lot, man. But yo, we got some... We got some A1 fuckboys this week that decided to jump out the woodworks and just be who they want to be. So, uh, yeah, let's get right to it. Let's get right to it. Your man, Jesse Smollett, all right? Your man, Jesse Smollett, is a whole fuck nigga. It don't make any sense. Like, why would you lie? Why would you tell this lie? Did you see these Nigerians he made? <laughs> why you got... If you're going to pay somebody to do a whole assault battery, do you have to write them a check? Bruh, the question, why are they in the store buying their old hats and gloves? Why You can't at least provide the ski mask for the soiree? Dog, I don't understand. The whole shit, I am livid right now. I'm livid. I'm, I'm more upset about the stupidity of the whole shit than I am about the fact that it even happened. Like, dog, like, it, first of all, it was a terrible plan. Like, where are your homies? Where are your friends? Like, nobody said, like, yo, Jesse, come on. This isn't the right way to go about getting more attention. Like, you know what I'm saying? This, this nigga here, man. Like, and then where are your white friends? If you're going to get somebody to go mag on you, you could at least got some white people, dog. You know, gay. I, I thought you was gay. I thought you was in the gay community. I thought we were all good. Like, yeah, we all want the same things. No. You know that's a whole fucking lie. That's a lie. That's the lie that they tell you all the time, actually, for real. Like, you know, with this rainbow shit, like, nah, that's a very segregated and discriminatory community. And I seen that shit firsthand just from working in a part of town where it was supposed to be, like, you know, very friendly to 
that demographic or whatever. Like the shop I'm working in at the time, yo, okay, you know, pride come around. They put the damn flag in the window. All right, okay. Hey, look, live your life. But then, like, I see, I start noticing how just racist these niggas are. <laughs> just put it point blank. Just racist. Very racist. Very conservative in their political views. But at the same time, want to be championed as brave or as, you know, um, somehow, some way, like, alternative because they live this alternative lifestyle, man. Fuck out of here, yo. I see through all of that shit. And Jesse, he thought that he was going to play that card and get off. But no, you forgot, dog. You's a whole nigga. You are a black man in America. They don't know, son. Chicago PD put their finest on this shit. They had McNulty and Greggs on the case on your ass. You was bullshitting. You thought they wasn't going to get you? Man, they had everybody. They had Buck. <laughs> they had the whole season two and three of the Wire squad on your ass, dog. Stop playing, man. This shit was ridiculous. Like, Jesse Smollett, just a clown. You deserve whatever time you get. I hope they run it up on you. I can't front. I don't, you know, you lost your empire check. That's stupid. Like, it's just all dumb. And just to what? To what? Be a bigger R&B star? <sighs> Nigga. Ask, ask Jaheim how that worked out. <laughs> ask anybody how, how they feel. Ask Amarion how that's working out while he's on the Scream Tour in 2020. Fuck out of here. Yo, y'all niggas. Gotta use your brains, bro. You gotta start thinking better, guys. This is fucking ridiculous. Fuckboy number two. All-time fuckboy. All-time GOAT MVP fuckboy. R. Kells. Looks like Kells might be out of here, folks. Looks like he might be out of here, bro. Today. Just today. As I'm sitting here recording this, I'm looking at CNN on the TV. And I'm seeing that the Kells indictment has come down from the heavens of the Chicago prosecutorial ranks. They on his ass. They like, yo, 10 counts, child um, pornography and lewdness. I'm sorry, I don't have the exact language in front of me, but 10 counts of that work, right? Kells, they got a tape. They said they got you on tape talking, saying, confirming verbally that the person that you're about to engage in these acts with is 14. 14, my nigga. 14? Yo, they going to put you under the jail. They might put you out there in Colorado with El Chapo. You bullshit. I don't know, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, shout out to my Chicago niggas. I don't know. They still got Marion. Marion still open. And from what I understand, Kells got a little beef in the streets out there in Chicago. I don't think Kells want to go to state prison. He don't. He damn sure don't want to go to the feds, and I don't think he wants to go to state prison out there in Illinois. It's, it's not gonna be sweet, man. This, this is crazy, yo. Cause it's been a long time coming, but I don't think that people or he, even he himself realizes how not sweet this is, man. Like, yo, this is a thing that's been going around a lot this week. Um, you know, prison reform is a big issue, man. And big shout outs to man the city's number one champion and advocate of that cause, my man Tony Lewis Jr. And if you don't know his story, his father is one of the original uh, co-defendants with Rayful Evans on the case that basically, you know, like captivated the nation back in the early 90s, late 80s, 
uh, Ray Boyle is considered like the kingpin of DC, kingpin of cocaine, selling like just mad coke from uh, Orleans Place over in over by what now y'all call Union Market. But uh, yeah, that used to be the hoodie hood hood hood. And uh, anyway, um, TL, his dad, TL Sr., uh, man, went to jail, didn't tell on anybody, got caught up in this whole conspiracy. It's one of the craziest trials the city's ever seen. Bulletproof glass in the courtroom. They got the defendants and Quantico and all types of crazy shit. Like, and then the sentence come down, they give his dad life, no parole, you know what I'm saying? Rayful gets the same thing, but Rayful is out here being a cooperating witness. He out here telling on whoever had to get told on, starting from a long time ago, to get his mother out from under this. So, you know, Rayful's out here telling, man, and it's just a whole nother thing. Now he's getting considered to be released, and Tony Lewis, meanwhile, is still locked up. His son is one of the leading advocates in the nation for prison reform, uh, really dedicated to the issue of helping returning citizens. We're not going to call anybody an ex-convict or an ex-con or, you know, inmate or ex-prisoner. Nah, they returning citizens, you know what I'm saying? And we, he's dedicated to that cause, dedicated to getting people educated, getting people housing, getting people, you know, jobs, all the things that are really denied to you just because you've had a bump in with this extremely unjust system. Like, it's not like this is even close to being fair, so you can't even put real beefs on everybody that's in jail. But this nigga, our cows, he's going to jail jail. And it's going to be crazy, dog. Like, that's not, yo, you do wild shit like what our cows is doing. Like, you deserve to deal with the, the horrors of incarceration because it's a real thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, Tony, I was getting to that point that TL's, there's a meme that he put up, you know what I'm saying? It's like, and his father is saying, man, yo, this, this, I'm paraphrasing, but being incarcerated as an adult is a whole different, it's a mean animal. This is a whole different animal and that's real, like, you know what I'm saying? Just my little touches of bump-ins with the incarceration, you know what I'm saying? For whatever reason, like, have been enough to have me like, all right, okay, yeah, I can't come back here. You know what I'm saying? I definitely don't want to see what's the never, the next level of this or the level after that and the level after that because there are levels, you know what I'm saying? Like, where they sent El Chapo was crazy, and that's where they're going to send this nigga Kells. <laughs> Fucking Colorado shit with don't even face the, the sun. It's, it's crazy, yo. It's ridiculous. But anyway... Kells is definitely fuck nigga number two, Emeritus. He's always on the list, and I think he about to be up out of here. Stay tuned for those developments. We'll talk about that maybe a little bit on the show on Monday, too. Who knows? Uh, number three, it's surprising to everybody else, but it ain't surprising at all to me. Fucking Bob Kraft, owner of the shitbag New England Patriots. Shitbag owner of the shitbag New England Patriots. Yeah, fuck that guy. Like... I've been on that. I don't like his, I don't even really like his whole Meek Mill pet project flow, for real. I never liked it. It makes me uncomfortable. But whatever, if Meek, if him and Meek have a genuine relationship, hey, who am I to deny that? Like, you know what I'm saying? That shit can happen. But it just looks very cringy for the outside in, you know what I'm saying? Especially when you see him jumping up on stage and putting on the chain and shit. Like, it's just, it's some bullshit. Anyway, this fool got caught up in a goddamn sting in Florida 
somewhere in Southern Florida where they ran into a strip mall massage parlor and arrested all the workers and all the men in there who were there to solicit services from these joints. Layman's terms, your man got caught up in a young, happy-ended, reach-around joint, and they locked him up in the sting along with the rest of them perps. And it's crazy because you have billions of dollars, my G. How do you not, how you not getting hand jobs dropped off to you like DoorDash? Like, how you don't got a happy ending on deck in every hotel you stay in? Like, if that's what you want. Like, I don't understand it. It just, it, 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 it's beyond me. That part is beyond me. Now, the fact that he's doing this shit is not beyond me. Because I happen to be friends with somebody who, who brother, who shall remain nameless, just out of respect for their privacy and all of that. And, and you know, they prominent people, so I ain't going to put them out there on the blast. But his brother played for the Patriots, won the Super Bowl with the Patriots. And, um, you know, his brother had an occasion to spend a lot of time with uh, Bob Kraft. And, yeah, man, he's like, yo, this guy is a piece of shit. Like, this guy's wife is dying from cancer and shit, and he's all like, where the hoes at? And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Not the old white guy with the white hair and da 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 He's like, yeah, man, that guy's a piece of shit. I'm like, damn. Well, I'll be. You learn something new every day. And, you know, we left it at that. And it was just basically a general point of conversation. Like, when Rob Kraft's name comes up, oh, we know. He's a piece of shit. Got you. Alright, so now when this all happened, it just really doesn't surprise me that much that he was in a sleazy ass place like this because he's a sleazy ass guy. Like, he's actually, and you can see it in him, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you really take a look, you, you know, the eyes, Chico, they never lie. Look in those eyes, he's a sleazy motherfucker. But, hey, that's him. You know what I'm saying? That's Bob Kraft. That's your boy. World champion New England Patriots. I do rock with Tom, though. I do rock with Thomas Brady. He's my guy. I don't know. Even with the MAGA hat. I know, I know. It sounds crazy. But I, I just believe that Tom is about that money. If you're trying to bet money and win money, you should bet with Tom Brady, not against him. But, you know, who am I? Who are me to judge? You know what I'm saying? Again, man, that's fuckboy number three. Who else is? Oh, man. Fuckboy number four. And, and finally... Really, because we got to get out of here. I'm ready to go. I got mad shit to do today. Like, got to put this episode of the podcast up. Then I got to keep on moving because the event is on Monday, February 25th from 8 p.m. to 11.39 p.m. <laughs> 11 midnight. What up? Anyway, <laughs> come out, y'all. Black Broadway, Power Black Dollar, and Big Chief. But fuckboy number four, he definitely deserves his own segment and own moment of time here because this guy is a member of the military that Donald Donald, who we won't name, loves so goddamn much. But at the same time, this guy, Coast Guard Sergeant, I believe, Chris Hassan, Chris P. Hassan, who is a whole opiate addict, is sitting behind his desk and plotting a race war in order to kill certain politicians and provoke 
the black people or the people of color in this country to fight against the white people of this country who he believes have the advantage because they are much more heavily armed and et cetera, et cetera. And he himself is armed to the teeth with all kinds of crazy shit. Now, I ask you, why is this not on the news? Oh, because we're too busy talking about Jesse Smollett. That's the bigger story right now. Oh, because we're too busy talking about R. Kelly today. Oh, now we got Rob Kraft. No, this is bullshit. That is the real story right there. There's a guy who's in the American military who has command over, over men, over resources, that literally had a plan that was written, that was pretty much, you know, in, on its way to being executed in some way, shape, or form to spark a race war in this country. And we're worried about terrorism from outside again? Is that what we're... Yo, it's a frightening situation when you're in a country where people are that oblivious to the internal threats because that's how all empires end, dog, by the threats within, not by the people from outside. Nobody's... China's not going to attack this joint. Russia's not going to attack here and kill everybody. That's not the game. The game is to watch this joint collapse from the inside and then come through and pick up the pieces and just pick it off. That's what they're doing right now. That's what the world is waiting on. It's like vultures. They're just waiting on the shit to die. Then we're going to come pick off the pieces. We're going to pick off everything valuable and we're going to leave that hoe to die. You know what I mean? And it's crazy because that's not what our humanity or our human experience is or that tells us that it should be. But with, you know, a lot of European history, it is very linear that way. And, hey, man, I don't want to play. I'm ready to go, man. Like, all I'm doing is trying to raise my son, eat some food, have some great, you know, times, you know what I'm saying, have great love in my life, you know what I'm saying, all smiles and love and positivity and shit, fight when I got to. You know what I'm saying? Definitely here for a fight. Every man got to have a fight. Every man got to stand for something. So I'm definitely here to fight when I got to. But, yo, get me out of here, man. I don't want any parts of this this system that's corrupt and that's collapsing. Because anytime somebody can actively plot treason on the United States, you're plotting a war within your country against citizens of the country. If that's not treason, I don't know what is. But if that can happen and we don't even talk about it, I already know that this whole shit is going down. Flames. Basement. <laughs> It's over, you know what I'm saying? And all we can do in the meantime, in between time, is love each other, get this money, get these resources, get these resources, y'all. Like, don't try to be a, a millionaire or a billionaire if that's not really, really what you want. Man, have that nice house, you know what I'm saying? Send those kids to college, man. Get those new shoes for, you, for your daughter, you know what I'm saying? Like, buy your grandpa that old car and help him fix it. Help, they, help them fix their garage, you know what I'm saying? Like, shit like that. And... Eventually, ultimately, we're all, if we all thinking like that, we're going to have the resources to execute that within our own community because that's what we want. How many, we all want clothes. We all want this. We all want that. We, how many of us are running companies that are catering to those needs? You know what I'm saying? A lot of us, but there could be a lot more. And once we get to that point, I mean, we can get there with simple stuff, shoes, clothes. Then let's get there with, like, homes and, I mean, paint and, like, textiles, you know what I'm saying, like, dude, you know, like, wood, like, we, it, it's a, it's an uphill battle, and there's definitely a lot of 
pushback, to say the least. That's to put it mildly against this whole entire idea. Like, they, they don't want to see oppressed people, you know, pull it together and become economically organized. That's not the goal. So, at the end of the day, there's going to be some pushback. There's going to be a fight. Let's fight. Let's win. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like Game of Thrones. You know this. One of my favorite lines is, he's like, yo, we got to fight the enemy. And Jon Snow is talking to Barry Dondarrion. He's like, man, why do we even fight this enemy, man? They everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's like, who's the enemy? The enemy is death. And death always wins. So, we got to fight anyway. It doesn't, it just doesn't matter. Like, I don't, I'm not looking at this thing like, yo, we going to win or we going to lose. We're going to fight. We're going to fight. And we're going to find honor and we're going to find joy and we're going to find peace and we're going to find even tranquility in this fight. Because it's what we do, y'all. It's Black Broadway Podcast. Listen, I'm out of here. I'm just flying solo today. These are my thoughts only. Do not represent the thoughts and opinions of my co-host, Mimi P. Green, but I'm sure she would be with the shits. You know what I'm saying? So it's Black Broadway Podcast, man, for real. I've enjoyed just having a little moment to vent with y'all right now. This was dope. I uh, hope we covered a lot of topics. Again, the most important thing is, if you're listening to this and you're in D.C., Maryland, Virginia, wherever you at, if you can get on a train, plane, automobile, whatever, pull up at Big Cheese, 2002 Fenwick Place, North Farmy Fenwick Street, Northeast, Washington, D.C. Yo, Monday night, February 25th, Power of the Black Dollar. Black Broadway presents the power of the black dollar. It's going down, y'all. Live podcast. We do this all the time. We rock it every month. Rock with us every month. I promise you. We're going to do a live podcast every month. I promise you. Alright? And we're doing a show every week. Rain, sleet, snow, whatever. Me and me. Can't wait to have you back next week. I'll be out of here. Black Broadway podcast. Remember, when we're stepping off, playing your work. Y'all niggas don't seem to understand me out here, B. Nobody playing games on these streets, man. Y'all niggas better hold it down out here, all right? We got it going on.